Welcome everybody to the 2300 Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, D.B. Richards, alongside my sweet tea referee, Dave Keener. Hey Dave, what's going on? How you doing? You're drinking your uh, sweet tea again? Oh, I see that. Oh, this takes a while. And he's like, oh, this is so depressing. <sighs> It's Wawa, and I'm like, oh, no, yeah, yeah. Hi, Dave. Hi. Hey, guess what? Um, what? We got we got a friend over here named yeah, Will. I do. And you know what? Before uh, we get uh, started, say hi to Will. Oh, uh, hi, Will. And Hello. I would like to introduce back again on the board for the first time in a long time, Quinn. Hello, Quinn. Quinn, the original. The original. Hello. The, the original OG. I'm, the glad, original, I'm glad to be back. I, I kind of missed it. The original OSG. Okay. Whatever you want to say. The original, say sound the original sound guy. guy. I'm a producer. Well, now He's you are. a producer. Hey, I do have one more announcement. Oh, what's the announcement? I, I would also like to wish a big, huge happy birthday. Why? This is not going to edit. Uh. I know that, but I can just say it anyway because I feel like okay. it. Go Mr. Ulala, oh, happy uh, birthday. That's all. I know this is going to come out in six been, months and everything else. And, and then Sean Henderson's birthday, too. Right, know. yeah, yeah. It yeah. doesn't make sense no. because I'm editing everything. Right, you can edit it all you want, but yeah. say hi to Royal Money. Oh, hello, Royal Money. Hey, how's it going? So so I get a, um, a message from a guy named Chris, and he's like, you need to put this guy on the um, your podcast. And I'm like, okay, I'll send a message to see what he wants to do, and we got you. Yeah, yeah. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I love Chris. He's always messaging me. Oh, does I he? Send him my, uh, I, yeah, I send him my, uh, he's always sending me, uh, oh, your wrestling theme, please. And I'm sending him, I send him my wrestling theme all the time. Oh, dude. And he's just having, like, the worst time downloading it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, I don't know. It's so, so funny. So I guess it's like a- Apple to Android. You know, it just doesn't work too good. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, he sends me. Pokemon Go stuff. Chill with us because he said, "Oh, I want to um, help with the podcast." I'm like, "Okay, help sure. with the podcast. Um, help yeah. promote us." And he's like, right. "Oh, can you put this guy on? And can you put this guy on?" And I'm like, "If we can get him, we don't know." Right, right, right. But he's a good kid. <laughs> I don't know. He's yeah, a he's good guy. I, I, I'm 42, yeah. so I consider everybody kid. Even Keener over here. Okay, oh, you're cool. like four months older than me. I know, kid. <laughs> if anybody here is the 23 year old over here, that's a kid. Yeah, nobody likes me. <laughs> uh, nobody likes him when he's 23. Yeah. Oh, that life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> thank you, Quinn. Thank you. Oh, we got the drums I'll be here in all here. night. Try the veal. Tip your waitresses on the way out. <laughs> okay, so that that was fun. Okay, um, let's get into this whole world of wrestling. Can we? Can you give us your origin story, background, training, stuff like that? Well, um, you know, I'm actually a musician who uh, <clears throat> I lost my love for music, and um, I was uh, searching for something. I was always, you know, I mean, a fighter. I've always gotten into a lot of fights in school and stuff like that. So um, I'm just a guy who was like uh, doing M- MMA for a little bit, and uh, always uh, I seen an inter- uh, article with uh, Stone Cold, and he was putting over the factory. Like it was like an old article back in the day so like that always stuck with me and um i was just like going to some shows over at the 2300 arena um i won't say the company but i was going to some shows and uh i was just watching them all the time and uh, i seen that like i just like man i could do this like i really could do this because i just seen like some things that could have been done better and i i guess i was a smart mark i guess okay okay and uh and uh i uh i uh just was searching for schools at the time and then i i remembered the monster factory and uh i couldn't find it online and then i got into Twitter and then I found the factory on Twitter. Okay. And then uh, to September 29th, 2013, I uh, I started training. I'm at the Monster Factory in Paulsboro, New Jersey, and uh, now it's been eight years. Well. Yeah, yeah. So um, now it's eight years later. I've been. I uh, I, I call it a, the time I was in there. It was the trenches. Like I, it was the. I feel like it was the tail end of the uh, hard knock there. Um, so uh, like yeah, it was you know just the telling like you know just the way the world is going in. Kind of, the world's kind of gotten soft a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I feel like, you know, professional wrestling training has kind of gotten soft. And I feel like I'm a person who just has PTSD now because it's like, oh, my God. But, um, I, yeah, I've just been a guy who's, you know, been at, you know, the Monster Factory just grinding and uh, just always just putting in the hard work and taking it really, really serious and being a student of the game. So um, I could, you know, try to put myself over and say so many different things. But I just my uh, biggest thing is just uh, my biggest accomplishment to me is the hard work that I've uh, put in because um I'm not, I don't know if you're familiar with my work, but like, I just, I'm a, I'm an acquired taste, but, uh, um, like I'm a guy because I'm, I'm 100% me all the time. Like it's, I'm not no character. Um, I feel like, you know, my professional wrestling journey, the word character is actually the word that kind of, uh, stumped me for a little bit to figure out who I, who I am in this business and find my lane. Um, so I, uh, I put in a lot of hard work. So like it's my biggest accomplishment. And, uh, I say, I, you know, I mean, I wrestled this person or I wrestled that person or I did this. 
And I did that. My biggest accomplishment to me is the work that I put in because um, nobody's putting in the work and like the little missing people missing little details and stuff like that. So my biggest accomplishment is the work I put in, and I, I acquired after being at the Monster Factory um, and coming in in 2013 when I did. Now, when you were at the Monster Factory, who was the trainers? Um, Danny Cage is the head trainer and mm-hmm. the owner um, of the factory. Uh, when I came in, um, it's a guy from ECW by the name of Bilvis Wesley, Bill Wiles. Yeah. I don't know if you guys heard of him? Yeah, um, he did, like, I know. Bill, I do believe at that time it was Bill and Meanie were the trainers at that yeah, time. Yeah, Bill and Meanie, um, Damian Priest was mm-hmm. still there. Um, QT Marshall was still there, and um, so think, like you know they they was they wasn't considered trainers, but um, I owe a lot to them because uh, coming up that's I wrestled them a lot. I think and, Riddle uh, was there at that time as well. Yeah, Riddle came in like I want to say two years after, uh, like a year after I came in 2013. I think it was like 2014, 2015, and um, yeah, he was you know he, he was super cool when he came in too. Like you know, man, I was I was his first match actually. All oh, right, that's, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I was his first match. I, you know, I broke him into the business. <laughs> uh, I do have a Monster Factory story, real quick. So, okay, I was there for a seminar with C. W. Uh-huh. Anderson. Back, okay, I was at that I, one. I, I forget when it was, but I saw Martinez. A couple Priest. years ago, right. I saw Damien, I shook his hand, and I'm like, I walked away, I'm like, holy shit, you're huge. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and we were just talking, and then I got in there and started working out a little bit with the seminar, and it was fun. And the fact, yeah. it was awesome to actually have lunch with CW, and it was pretty yeah. cool. Like, that building, and we went to a show that remains nameless a few months ago, and I was int- I introduced them to the factory, I showed my friends around and everything else, and they're like, wow. I'm like, really cool building to be in. And in that gym is pretty awesome too. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, I remember Kevin Kelly would say we were the NXT before NXT because right. like we like we we was a facility that everybody aspired to have with the full gym, shower, air conditioning, heating, uh, wrestling mat. You know what I mean? We had yeah. at that time we had three rings <laughs> at one time. Um, and then we went. Yeah, so like we were like when I tell you it was like I call it the trenches because like we were trained. Like I don't think anybody is trained more than us because it like on when you look on the website it says from eight to ten but it's really from eight to like two in the morning like you can just go to whenever like it's the, the gym is just open and like i like the factory because a lot of other schools and I, this is not trying to throw shade on other schools but uh, a lot of other schools do like courses like six months or three months or a 12 week courses like you pay for the factory it's a, it's a lifetime membership you know what i mean so like um because uh just i don't think you can just learn the craft in just six months or whatever um so it's just like you gotta always work at it and just always be a student of the game so like i love Definitely the factory agree. Yeah, yeah, like I, I, uh, I, uh, that's the, it was the best choice I could ever make because, like Danny Cage always say, like you not, you might not make it in professional wrestling, but when you, when like if you, you know, if you don't, you like you at least leave professional wrestling a better person, and I really, really believe that because professional wrestling, I owe a lot of it to the person I am, you know, what I mean, to wrestling. Like I feel like wrestling helped me figure out the tools and the things that I acquired from my grandma and my grandfather growing up that I just kind of stepped away from just dealing with life as it comes. Yeah, Ben. Benjamin King, I did an interview with him um, last week. I think it was last week. And, um, yeah. Okay. And he said wonderful things about um, Danny Cage. Like, he knew he's never going to be a re- uh, wrestler. And Danny made him a manager. And everything yeah. worked out for him. And dude's amazing. You know what I mean? He's a good guy. And mm-hmm. I'm happy that the manageable role and division is doing great. But I want to really want to go into this um, other thing. Will right here. Um, Will. Yes, sir. This dude looks like a um a Samoan, you know what I mean? Dude, like, he could pass for one of the um not the use the um Samoan SWAT team. Yeah, yeah, he he looks okay. he he got that skill like he's that big. Almost, and, almost as big okay. as like Charles Wright. How old are you? Thirty one. He's thirty one. He's still young. And I think he will be great to go to Danny's cage and try to yeah. try it. Yeah, know? like are you currently training now or are you just looking to start? I'm looking to start. All right, I started when I was 28. Like, so I was, I've always was told that I was behind the eight ball. You know what I mean, starting. But it, then you hear stories about like DDP and Diesel. Like, they all started when they was late. The thing is, you can start at 31. Like, professional wrestling. I don't, can I curse on here? Talking right. Yeah. All right. Professional wrestling is a big mind fuck. This, this is what it is. It's a big mind fuck, right? So, like, if you can get through all the fuckery and get the meat and potatoes of what you need to do, like, time will be on your side. But it's just, we, we watch professional wrestling from behind the screen, and we see, we don't see the hard work these wrestlers put in to get to where they are. And people just see the glitz and the glamour. A lot of these wrestlers watch Total Divas, and, like, and they, they want to be Becky Lynch the man. So, it's like, if you could get through all the BS and, like, really get what you need to get, 
like, you 31 is not too old. You know what I mean? But you got to pick the right place. And I, I, I can't, I'm not, like, I, I don't throw shade on other schools, but for me, the factory has always been solid. You know what I mean? And, like, you want to get a solid foundation because, like, when your foundation is solid, it's kind of like tying your shoe. When you first started tying your shoe, uh, you had to look. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, my God, bunny ears, loop, twisted over. You know what I mean? You had to look. But then it's like you just got it after a while. Now you can tie your shoe without looking. That's because you kept doing it over and over, paying attention to it because you wanted to learn. And then once you got it, it's just effortless. If you can train that way at 31, like, it won't it won't be hard. But you got to go and just every day, like, like you can't let let life because life is going to hit you people not going to believe in it family be like oh it's a stupid idea you're 31 like they're going to say everything because if you want to do this bro it's your dream you know what i mean so don't let people don't don't get into the fuckery and just get straight to it so you can do it like come to the factory come have a tryout meet danny cage hey listen i can give you his phone number because you can just call him up and he's that type of guy so um you can do it bro and the factory is a good starting point well, it's a great place like he was talking about ddp ddp was 45 when he won the wcw <laughs> world title yeah so age right. really doesn't matter. Dude, you got wrestlers wrestling in their 60s and I'm at 70s. Oh, come on. Jake Roberts is still wrestling. Dude, it's crazy. Yeah. I'm a small If Ric Flair was allowed to, I bet you Ric Flair would still be going right now. Right. Yeah. Ric Flair would probably be going into his hundreds if they let him. If <laughs> they <laughs> let him, he really would. Come on, you I was enjoying 60-year-old Ric Flair working. He was working. He oh, can't do right. everything. Oh, yeah. But he was still working. Like, I mean, you go to these indie shows and you would see guys like, like when I first started, you would see Snuka and Nikolai Volkov and King Kong Bun. But they were well into their sixties. But they still got in there and they still did what they do. They were, you know, why right. they were doing what they were doing. They were doing less is more. Right. That's- yo, I was, I, I was, I was always taught that in the beginning. That's why I, I love the factory because I got like so much knowledge and like it was always like you know you would see the older guys and like you know what I mean they'd be just chilling and like you just see them stretching and like getting their knees warmed up and before the show and they put on their boots like they couldn't get hit all their greatest hits but they could still work. And that's, that's really what set a lot of people apart. Like, it's a lot of athletic people in this business that can do some amazing things. But if you're not paying attention to those small things, like what you do before a move and what you do after a move and your facial expressions and like, and a, a lot of people in wrestling, a lot of people don't want to look weak. Like they think like sometimes getting your ass kicked or being a chicken shit hill is making you look weak. And it's like, it's just a misconception. I, I like, I came into professional wrestling and I heard this business was always tough, tough guys, there's people shitting in your bag and doing things like this and doing pranks on you and you know what I mean sometimes you don't agree you might have to fight this person or whatever but it ain't that no more like a lot of these guys coming in from theater with theater backgrounds and stuff like that they, they never been in a real fight in their real life and they expect to be a fighter in professional wrestling so it's like the camera is going to be the first thing that call you bullshit but like it's a lot of people that don't even see the bullshit either now so it's just like that's the professional wrestling that we live in right now and it's just like uh, I like real, realism like I like things that look real and organic and so one I don't know I just want people I want people to tap into to what I'm doing yeah. and like because pe- people are dealing with cancer things that like you know what I mean depression anxiety stress like COVID-19 like so if they buy that ticket my job is to get them lost in my world but if I'm not doing the little things like what I do before the move and what I do after I move my facial expressions my reactions and all that I'm not working yeah. and that's what you see Snooker and those guys doing at 60 they not Snooker ain't gonna jump off the top of a cage but he's still giving you Snooker though like all he's still giving you Snooker it's just I can't give you what I normally but I'm gonna give you more of me and you can connect to that because that's the magic I, right. I, like Mr. Ola he just won the ECWA um, heavyweight title. 30 years in Oh, business. shout out to Ulala. Yeah. Happy birthday. He was just at the Monster Factory yesterday. Oh, was he? Uh, yeah, so shout out to him, man. He's the first Monster Factory student ever. And you know what the funny thing is? He's he's one of my neighbors. Great <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Yo, truly, I love that guy. He loves awesome he loves Yo, he bought a ticket to the show yesterday. Oh, did he? Yeah, and I'm like, he's like, what? What are you doing? No. Like, but he loves wrestling. Dude, like, it's... I love that guy. That's one of the things, too. Going to wrestling shows, you have to support everybody else. And it's a good idea to pay. I'm like teaching Dave to go to shows and pay. And yeah. because you have to do it sometimes. Because we went to one show. But, but they, it's, 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 it's ooh la la, though. That's yeah. different. I know, I know. It's ooh la <laughs> I know, I know, I know. My my brother would ask, "Did you pay?" No. I go, "Why?" Just checking. <laughs> because sometimes you have to like go. Okay, I want to because there's a lot of promoters you don't know. You know what I mean? Like right, 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 right. Like me, I like to pay, and because I think it's a lot easier because I 
care about everybody else's job. You know what I mean? Everybody else right. is working, you're sitting in one of them seats that somebody else can pay for. But what if I'm not Dude. sitting and I'm standing in the back just hanging out? You Done that plenty of times. But how many times do you walk out there and watch the show? Depending on the match. Depending on the match. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like when I, when I worked <laughs> for uh, Pro Wrestling Unplugged. Okay. When I worked for them, uh-huh. I did security in the back. I would go out and I would see Trent Acid, God rest his soul. Like, wrestle. <laughs> this recently happened. Great guy. This recently happened to us. Like, they've been in this business for a long time. I'm going to put this in the question anyway. And one of the one of the guys that were running a show, he wasn't running that show, but he was sitting down watching a show. And he's on the mm-hmm. phone and goes, Oh, who? Like, the person said, Who's that? And they're like, Oh, just podcast guys. Dave's been in this business long, a long time. And that pissed me off. I'm like, Wait a minute. Why are you just calling him podcast? guy yeah he does a I've podcast been, with me but i've been refing and announcing and managing and all this stuff since about 2000 but so. that's, i mean I don't, I don't know how old the guy was or whatever it is but like it's really it's no back anymore no, no there, I, there's no code there's no kayfabe there's no yeah it's anymore. like everybody 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 biting each other in the back and, and consulting the person they just bit in the back right and it's it's so like it's, it's so it's so much fuckery going on but it's like the respect is going or whatever it's like it's crazy but i told like i i would have been mad too no, i was upset because yeah i am a podcast guy and dave's really isn't and and you know us you shouldn't you should have but i know what i'm talking about i know how to announce and stuff like that but 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 it's like i'm not supposed to respect your work though you get what i'm saying it's like i'm not like you're not just a podcast guy you know what i'm saying you're a human being it's like i I gotta respect you you know what i'm saying that's 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 cool it's like you're still a part of wrestling like we would go to shows and go oh you're here why why the fuck not? Why? Who cares? Why are you here? Yeah, they're, they're yeah. the same thing. Because like I, I don't get it. Because if I would have been cool if it gets, oh, they're the twenty three hundred wrestling podcast or something like that, that'd be cool. Okay, cool. You introduce us like that. So I'm good. Right, right. I, I want to ask a, a side question because then you you got me ranting and pissed off about. Okay, the one go thing. ahead. Be pissed off. Okay. <laughs> Do you think it's fair that? Other companies should ban fans from buying tickets to that company because they want to go to another company. Because they have beef with each other. Right. And and they're saying I, the same thing about workers, too. Yeah, they're saying about workers, too, yeah. I uh, I don't, like, I mean, I feel like wrestling, should, people should be free to go wherever they want. Oh, I agree. Like, they should be able to free to go wherever they want. You know what I mean? And, and support wrestling is like, yo, like, okay, I, I, if I can, like, you know what I mean? Like, people need different things. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, people should be free to go wherever they want. Like, wrestlers too. It's like, why is, why is it all this? Like, yo, I, I'm not your friend if you go over there. Like, that's corny. Like, it, it's all wrestling. It's all wrestling. Like I said this it's all already. Wrestling. Like, we went, we went to the show after, um, after this one show and say hi to the guys like Dave Adams and all that. Like, I'm I, friends I really with all those guys. I really don't care. It's the no. beef is with um, SWF and Titan. See, I don't care. See, they can get mad at me. I'm just a podcast guy. <laughs> According to them. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't really, like, I've, I've never worked for those companies, so I, I, I really don't, you know, I mean, I really don't know how things operate there. Yeah. I just, like, for me, I've always, I've always, you know, like, when I came up, I was always wrestling at the factory, but it was like, it was always, it was always so much to do at the factory. Like, I was just doing my resume for wrestling, and um, I was writing down just seminars and camps that I've attended. And like I thought I was like lying. Like, oh my God, it was so many. Like I've done over like two hundred camps. Just like always going and just trying to get information and get better and learn from the best. Um and I'm like still doing seminars now. Like I it's kinda like a heart surgeon. Like Dan Cage would always say it's kinda like you gotta be like a heart surgeon. You have to like really, really study, study and practice like and then be ready for the first operation. You know what I mean? It's like it's really no way to prepare for that unless you really just study. You know what I mean? You gotta know, you know what I mean, what the body looks like on the inside. It's just like I took that philosophy and just like added it to wrestling and I just always was a student at a game so like I said I was doing my resume and I just put down like I did over 200 seminars and I've been like over so many camps because the Monster Factory will always have a super camp like it was only supposed to be like two a year but yeah. then it became like one almost like every other month so um, but like so many people came into the factory and so many legends that I just met right at the factory so like I never I never had the desire to go and like um, wrestle at other companies mm-hmm. at first because kind of like when you play 2k you keep practicing with your mod player and you get like ankle breaker badge and like <laughs> ring like uh 
court general. Like, I always wanted to have my ring general yeah. badge or whatever. And, I, like, you know, coming up, I, you will always hear about these ring generals. And I'm like, man, like, you all, like, some, and some of the most, the best ring generals wasn't guys who made it to, like, mainstream and made millions of dollars. You know, he made, made thousands, but, but it was always guys that, like, people wanted to work with because they, you know what I mean, they knew they was doing, or they could just take anybody and just wrestle anybody. And we will always hear the analogy of people wrestling the broomstick, but I, I've never physically seen anybody wrestle the broomstick. Yeah. But I believe that analogy was about the people and uh, or certain wrestlers. And it was like, you got to be able to wrestle anything. So I never had the desire to go to wrestle a lot of, at a lot of companies yeah. because I wanted to be a ring general because we always was taught, like, you know, that it's a lot of shit out in the Indies. So you got to be able to be prepared, you know what I mean, to have these tools to cover mistakes. And that's what set you set you apart. So it, it was just more a comfortability thing. But, like, I wrestle a lot of places, but you know, I, I haven't wrestled, like, you know what I mean, like Titan and like all these other companies are kind of like new to me. Yeah. Um. So I haven't I haven't wrestled there, but like I don't know if I'll ever get the opportunity to. So you know, I mean, but I'm cool with that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were talking about the factory. You got to figure out the Monster Factory is the most well known wrestling school. Oh, yeah, big time. Probably in the country, more world champions and more Hall of Famers have come yep. out of the Monster Factory. Oh, yeah. From yeah. going all the way back to Danny Hodge and Larry Sharp, Mister Ulala, mm-hmm. a, and the Godfather, yeah. and all. All, all like great, great people came out See, of the like, factory. The, the, the history of the factory is that you like you have to go all the way back to Buddy Rogers, right? You know what I mean? Because Buddy Rogers first wanted uh, Larry Sharp to like uh, Buddy Rogers liked the way Larry Sharp wrestled, and uh, he wanted his son to wrestle. So he wanted um, Larry to teach his son how to wrestle because he wanted him to stop chasing pussy or whatever. So he wanted Larry <laughs> to teach him how to <laughs> how to wrestle, and he liked the way Larry wrestled or whatever. So it was first called the wrestling school, and it was it was Buddy. Rogers and Larry Sharp, and then uh, once uh, Larry couldn't teach his son, not he couldn't teach his son to wrestle. His son just wanted to chase pussy more, and he didn't care to wrestle. Um, <laughs> that's when he gave Larry the blessing to keep the school, and that's when it turns into the Monster Factory. That is great history. <laughs> yeah, that would be yeah, awesome. Yeah. Get Danny on and try to get the whole history and put it on the podcast. We were supposed, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. We were supposed to have him on him one time, but. Yeah, something came so, up. You had an emergency. Yeah. Here's a question for you. The best advice you've ever been given? <clears throat> best advice I've ever been given? Uh, my favorite wrestler is D'Lo Brown. And uh, he, uh, so I asked him two things. Like, I asked him for his blessing to use the sky high. And um, he gave me his blessing to use the sky high. So, like, I would never change the name to anything else. Um, and I asked him what was the best advice, you know, as a guy is trying to figure it out in his business. And he pointed to his skin. And he said that you got to work harder than everybody. And, like, I just knew exactly what he meant. And I took that like you know I always been that's what like one of the reasons like I, I put in the hard work because <clears throat> I want to be knowledgeable like number one it's already pressure it's already pressure with the history of training at the factory because yeah. you got Bam Bam Bigelow and Raven and <laughs> you just go down the list you know what I mean so Can it's already know? pressure from the history and then like you know just the resurgence I came I feel like I came in training in the resurgence when the Danny Cage era like I came right when uh, Danny and Larry was there and Larry was passing the torch to Dan. So um, this this is where, like, you know, because it, it was the social media then, his word of mouth. So um, there's a lot of history just off the word of mouth aspect in magazines and tape trading era. And then now you got the social media area, and that's what I call the resurgence of the factory with the social media area, because Dan is really good with the social media. So um, you got your, you know, your Damon Priestess, your Nick Camarado, you got the QT Marshalls, you have uh, Matt Riddle, um, you know, you got your Seamus, you got the Big Show, you have Martinez so many guys so it's like it's so much pressure um just you know when you come from that so like when he said that to me I always was like you know it's a, it's an information game and just doing all these seminars um but that that was the best advice that I've gotten you know what I mean very early on yeah. um and like I've always held that one of my favorites is don't be 12 don't be 12 don't be 12 Thank you, don't Corey be- Castle. <laughs> that was Corey Castle. <laughs> don't be twelve. Uh, don't be twelve. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I feel like I, I don't like I. I don't, like, that wouldn't relate to me because like I, I feel like I came in as a man and I never had any like any like kid tendencies yeah so, but I understand don't be 12 you know what I mean I understand it but I, I thought it was funny and I th- I was like I use it now when I'm at work and yeah, kid, yeah. it kids yeah. acting up I'm like don't be 12 
He look at me and you're like, yeah. huh? Don't be twelve. The other one I was told from was a, from a from a from a Damian Priest. We will always he from him. We will always get. Don't be me from him. <laughs> there we go. Because they the, the learn from the mistake that he made before. He will always be like, don't be me. Right. Like if you if you see him if you see him now and you see his body compared to what it was, like that's what he will always preach to us and be like, yo, don't be me because like he could have been this years ago. But you know what I mean? Life, you know, life happens and right. you know, been in the own way. So he yeah. would always preach, don't be me. Yeah. My yeah, my know. two favorites were be humble and sit the fuck down and shut the fuck up. Oh, don't look at me like that. <laughs> that's what that's what I was always training. But sit down and shut yeah. up. Back to priest for a minute. Open your ears. Riley Shepard said he helped her out so many because she was shy and you look at her now. Yeah, she's doing awesome. Yeah. Going for yeah, like, the I, uh, title. Like, I owe a lot to, uh, you know what I mean, like Wild Bill, Meanie, mm-hmm. Damien, QT. Like, um, just uh, Meanie always helped me with just being open, being open to what wrestling is and, like, you know, going off the vibes and, you know, just making it fun. Because, you know what I mean, Meanie is always fun. Like, if you see Meanie, he's always in good spirit. You know what I mean? He's always, like, a loving guy. So it was like, he was always like, yo, make it fun and just be open to, you know what I mean, what wrestling is and what it's giving you and, like, know your character. So, and then, like uh while bill was always you know he was a shoot wrestler so like he would shoot stretches in training so like we always knew what it would feel like if somebody was trying to take advantage of you in the ring and stuff like yeah. that and, you know what i mean so like that was always like you know what i mean super super good training um uh qt taught me you know what i mean how to work tv and like how to always hit the cameras and always you know what i mean when you hit your move where like where the camera is at and, like the side cameras or whatever if, if people was taking pictures like hit your pictures like he always taught me all that and he taught me a lot of stuff just been, you know, I mean, the hard ass to us. Like, I feel like I, here's another good lesson that I learned from QT with, without, uh, without it being physically said to you, right? Because I feel like sometimes some, some things happen to people in wrestling, and because they get hurt by it. They miss the lesson from it. And that's just like them not being in touch with a lot of misfortunes in life or being protected by family or whatever. So um, QT came in like every, every, every time in like, I want to say like November in the factory, they have like this big wine festival, Paulsboro. So we got to take all our stuff out the, uh, out of the, uh, out of the the building. And we got to take out the wrestling mats off the ground because they just want the wood floor underneath. So um, we still had training. (laughs) It's like a Danny Case thing. Like there's no you know nothing in here we're still a way to have training cut promos but we was taking pictures with QT and uh, we put up the green screen and everything and he took like literally when I tell you he took like 50 pictures of us it was I was wrestling with this guy named uh, uh, Getty Cahoon he was doing his character get uh, Chad Kensington and we was in this tag team called Paid and Fool okay. but he took like 50 pictures of us on this Canon camera this professional camera he had right okay. so then like he took his he took his pictures too right so like we was taking all these funny pictures because like Valentine's Day was coming up. So we was like, oh my God, these pictures would be funny to put out for Valentine's Day, like a Valentine's Day calendar. So, and then we had the real wrestling pictures. So, uh, you know, now the wine festival is over, we come back to training and we everything is back in and we see QT and it's like, yo, um, can we get those pictures? We wanted to put some of those pictures up and put hearts on it for Valentine's Day. And he was like, oh, and I just only took pictures for me. I was just practicing to take pictures on y'all. <laughs> what a rib. Uh... You know what I'm saying? So it was like, it was like, like my, my practicing partner was hurt by that. Like, like, man, like, what the fuck, man? And I'm like, me, I instantly learned the lesson. So, like, if you see my social media, like, I edit all my own pictures. I edit all my own videos. Yeah. Um, that, like, literally, I learned the lesson from it. And, like, that helped me because I can do everything now. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's just, I'm not just a good wrestler. Like, you know what I mean? I can do so many other things. So, um, I learned, that was, like, very, very, I think I was, like, two years in. That was very, very early on. And it wasn't a lesson that hurt me, but it was a lesson that taught me. Because nobody's not going to help you do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that was a good lesson that wasn't you know I mean verbalized on you should hey you should learn how to do all your own stuff oh, yeah. but I, I learned the lesson from the situation see that's the one thing I like about the Monster Factory not only is he teaching you wrestling and doing the moves and stuff like that but he's also teaching you how to do the technology for production yep. and all that as well which I think yep. is really cool that Danny's doing yeah he's like yeah like every Monday and Wednesday is all is like production training like and now like we have uh, from week to week we have Monster Factory the arena shows that's going to be put up every Sunday, I believe. Don't quote me on that one, but I believe it's going to be put up every Sunday. And uh, it's called Monster Factory Arena. And um, all the students, they're recording it um, and everything. They're editing it and like they're putting it out on YouTube. So uh, like, we get we get the whole shebang of what it is. Because when you go to WWE NXT, like, you know what I mean? Even though it's Adam Cole, baby, like they still breaking down the ring and breaking down the chairs and all that stuff. So it's like, why not be prepared for that? Yeah. I, I see I, that. I see that um, right now. Yeah, like 
not a lot of wrestlers take down the rings or yeah, or or know how. Right. Oh, I, I, I wait after. Always helping. Um, yeah, I, I saw yeah. a picture floating around of Jimmy Hart helping take down take the down other the day. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. wow. Yeah, right? Like, like does he have to? But, you know what I mean? Just for the love of it. The sheer love right. of it. Yeah, we... we were, it's like you cannot not respect that. We we tried doing that, too. And, like, they go, oh, you guys are a podcast. You don't have to do that. Right, right. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, I We're still paying to get in, but, hey, we just wanted to help out. That's a pet peeve. Yeah, I mean, see, but you got to take it as a respect thing, too. You get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And, I mean, I, I know I'm not booked on it. I know I'm not rapping or whatever, but I still bring my stuff. And if I'm not yeah. booked on it, I'm like, hey, you need a hand? You need help? Let me know. Yeah. I'm still right. here. I'm a worker, too. I'm just like you. Yeah. But you're a podcast. Right. And we're, we're, trying yeah, yeah. To make, we're trying to make a name for ourselves, so we are trying to help out. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I've been around for a yeah, long yeah. time doing all that, so why not just help? Yeah, I feel you. Right. Hey, so, look, I, I see both sides of it. <laughs> right. So, moving on to my next question. Do you oh. have any pet peeves? <laughs> you right now. Right? Uh, pet peeves. I, I, one of my biggest pet peeves is uh, people, like, focusing on the moves more than the moment. Okay. And they, like, they, like, you see a lot of guys, like, they won't sell right, but then when it's their time to, like, you know what I mean, fire up and hit their moves up, they're, like, full of fucking energy. And it's like, yo, you were just selling like shit for this guy when he was working heat. And it's like, now you just like John Cena went from zero to hero. You got all this energy. Like, that's one of my biggest pet peeves because I feel like the moments and the lo- those little nuances is what really hooked the fans and yeah. get them into the story. Okay. Um, but I-, I feel like it's a lot of guys that's not focusing on telling the story. They're just focusing on the moves because everybody want to have that WrestleMania match. Oh, yeah. But um, having a WrestleMania match is actually just being able to be free in the ring but knowing your shit. Like, it's a lot of people that's just wrestling from an understanding mm-hmm. instead of knowledge. And, and it's like, if I if I can't if I can't teach it to you, then I just, uh, I, don't, I don't, it's not knowledge or it's not wisdom. If I can't teach it to the next person and it helps and pass the information along, I just understand it and I can execute it. But like, I can't break it down. Yeah. So it's like, that's one of my, like, that's one of my biggest pet peeves because uh, it's a lot of good athletes in wrestling, mm-hmm. but it's not a lot of good workers. Not a lot of good workers. It's a crazy thing is we, we, us fans can see how much people... People love the business. If you're, if right. you're working horrible out there, it's like, eh, what is wrong with him? You know what I mean? Why is he working like this? Mm-hmm. And you can tell how horrible they're working. You're like, do I like this guy? Because me and Dave, we went to one show, and the dude just like mm-hmm. felt like he was like pretend punching, like like you're like with your sister and go, hey, like slap him, like weird. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. okay, this is just yeah. horrible. What is he doing? Is he trying to be Orange mm-hmm. Cassidy because he isn't? And why is he, <laughs> why is he not like I? I'm a pet peeve, like like jeans and all that. Is it not in your gimmick? Well, stop wearing jeans. <laughs> really, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate when wrestlers don't wipe their feet. Oh, oh my god. Oh. <laughs> yes, I guess. That's one. That was a big thing that was taught to us was wipe the feet. Yeah, I learned that, and I'm just a podcast guy. That's what that guy said. Yeah. I'm just a podcast. <laughs> but like, I I learned from Dave. Dave teaches me. You know, he teaches smart yeah, me yeah. up a little bit. You know, I mean, I think I can go. Yeah, right. a little bit smart. Yeah. But I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. I just won the biggest mark in the world. But hey, yeah. <laughs> but and I, I like I, one of the biggest pet peeves too is guys that can't be free in the ring. Yeah. Like, that's one of my biggest pet peeves is, like, it's so many, like I said, so many good athletes, but it's just like, man, if you could just, like, get out of your own, some of these wrestlers could just get out of their own way and just mm-hmm. be free in the ring. Like, they're, because they're already amazing at what they do, but it's just like, it's their insecurities. They're not secure with themselves. And it's just like, I, I run into a lot of guys who, uh, um, they're, like, trying to still, they're, like, on all these shows, like, you can see them on flyers everywhere, mm-hmm. but, like, they're still trying to figure out. And I'm like, yo, you pick the character. Like, how are you confused? You, like you pick a character like I don't understand like you picked it no like it's not like you at the WWE and they gave you like here I want you to be Duke the Clown and you just like yo I don't know what to do with this it's like you picked the character so why are you confused or running in the roadblock it's because you didn't like really go into all the details of what the character is yeah. and that's one of my biggest pet peeves because it's like I uh I'm not a character I'm me I'm me like the volume is not turned up I'm just me so it's like people always ask me like hey how you be free out there because like I'm not worrying about the wrestling because I put so much fucking training in that like 
that's second nature. It's like tying my shoe. Yeah. I'm out there feeling the vibe and figuring out what the fans want. And like, I'm natural because I'm saying the shit that I want to say, not from a character. I'm not saying anything out there that my character would say. I'm just saying things out there that I would really say. If, if, it, if we took the wrestling away and I was probably cracking jokes or I was angry towards something, somebody, yeah. that's the things I would say in my anger or in my, to me, me trying to make somebody laugh. So um, that's one of my biggest pet peeves because people can't be free in the ring. Mm-hmm. And like, man, like I, you know, it's just been some, that's another thing just being taught that like the moments is more than the news because nobody remembers that like Ric Flair and uh, Shawn Michaels had a barn burner. Shawn Michaels hit the moonsault to the, you know what I mean, announced table and like they did all that, but you don't even talk about that. Like all you talk is about is I love you and then the super kick. You get what I'm saying? Like, I so it's like, do the moves really matter? But it's, it's more about the moments and if people could be free in the ring, they'll be able to live in those moments because that's what matters and that's the magic that captivates the fans. And then going back to, you know, Snook and all those guys being 60 and they were still able to uh, captivate the moment. So one of the and that's why they didn't have to do, that's why they didn't have to do all, Ric Flair just had to chop, uh, you know what I mean, snap on the figure four. Oh, and best believe you whip them off. He was going, you know what I mean, go head over heels over the top. Like all of those three things and, 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 and the face bump, the drunken face bump. Yes, 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 yes. You yes. didn't care about none of the other stuff. Yeah. You didn't care, but he still got you in the moment because he was still Ric Flair and it, he wasn't a shell of himself or Snooker, they wasn't a shell of themselves. They still can turn it on oh, yeah. at 60. It's crazy because a lot of people say me and um, Dave are like the two old guys from the Muppets and I'm the fat okay. one. I'm the fat one. <laughs> so um, I'm going to go into this next um, question, table of five. You're the fifth person at this table. You had to put okay. four more people at that table. Mm-hmm. Dead, alive, whoever. From wrestling? I, in wrestling. And I was thinking a theme and I'm thinking of a theme right now. Um, mm-hmm. let's, let's do um characters. We were talking about characters. You had to put four, okay. four other characters sitting at the table. Who would it be? Uh, wrestling characters, right? Wrestling characters, yeah. All right. It would have to be The Rock because he's like super charismatic and like I believe he would like have me like just a fun time at the table. Um, who else? <laughs> Gotta be Ric Flair. Gotta have Ric Flair at the table. Woo. Uh, another character is, you know, just because I need the, I need a hard ass at the table. Um, Piper. I would have Piper at the table. Oh, that's a good one that's right there. One. <laughs> hmm. Just for the fuck of it, gotta have gold dust at the table. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> why. Character. <laughs> oh my god! You gotta have Goldust at the table. So you said I got five, right? <laughs> You're the fifth person. There's four. Okay, okay, all right. That 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 was that was my table. Yeah, he would have to be at the table just because of the fish. Why not? You know. What I mean? <laughs> Do you have a road story? Um, road story. We love road stories hmm. because it's a crazy thing. Me and Dave goes everywhere in the world, and I rip them all the way there. It's fun. Yeah, you can, you can check out those videos on YouTube on the Twenty Turning Wrestling Podcast official YouTube channel. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't have any good role stories because, like, I'm the guy. Like, nobody like pulls pranks on me. Okay. Or or anything like like I don't know. Like people like like a lot of my stories reach people before they even meet me. So people <laughs> already know how to approach me, and this is like people know that like yo like like if you don't know me, you don't know that I'm a lovable, caring person. You know what I mean? Uh. Because you hear about my my upbringing and how I was, you know, just moving around in Camden. So people hear all those stories because I'm an open book and I cut promos about it. So it's like people are like, oh, is that real? And I'm like, yeah, like I'm not a character. Like I'm talking, that's why it's easy because I'm talking about my life. But uh, so I don't really have any like, all right, I got one good role story. Actually, when I, I was, I'm lying. <laughs> Went to North Carolina, the NWA Legends Camp, right? Okay. Like, uh, I just, I forgot all about this. This is when Riddle was still into the, in the factory. And uh, RVD was a big fan of Riddle or whatever, right? And um, this is like when this, like, so what y'all seeing now on TV happened way before when he was at the factory. Like this, the bromance started happening at the factory. So we all go to uh, this NWA Legends camp in uh, North Carolina. It was like the last official NWA Legends camp. It's like Dr. Tom, Les Thatcher, Nigel McGinnis, Lance Storm. And they had this big, like, uh, Rip Rogers was there. They had this big, like, uh, banquet and everything. And uh, it was this guy, Ron. I don't know his name, but he's, like, this MMA guy that used to wrestle or something like that. Okay. And, like, he was beefing with Riddle on Twitter. And, like, Riddle was like, man, this guy, he was like, he, the dude was, like, 40. And, like, he was saying he could, like, take Riddle in the, in the <laughs> MMA bout or whatever. And Riddle was like, man, I don't even, like, this guy's a clown, man. Like, so, um, we're at the NWA Legends camp, and, like, you know, we're going through the classes. But, like, this uh, hotel we was at, it was, like, a real nice hotel. And and it had like behind it was a uh, like a big uh, pond on both sides, and it had a bridge to go over to these restaurants. And it was always like these white 
swans in the pond and shit, just like swimming around all beautiful and shit like that. So, um, I guess RVD had got word. Of, I guess it was it was on Twitter. So, like, you know, what I mean, I guess he seen it or he got word of it that this dude was like talking shit to Riddle because like he was legit really talking shit to Riddle. Like, and Riddle was just like, man, he's a clown, man. I don't care, whatever. So, um, all I just know is that, like RVD and this dude just rolling around in this pond and all these geese are just flying everywhere. <laughs> it's like they were really fighting. Like, I just walked out to like I just came out to join and just, like walked out to like the biggest smack RVD smacking this guy and then him just tussling in this pond. That's crazy. All because you know what I mean to the riddle. Yeah. So um, it was just a lot of crazy stuff on that ride too. Uh, uh, Rick Rogers, he uh, like this lady, um, he uh, didn't spend no money the whole trip and uh, he was he he was he was so private that he was up ten cents <laughs> and like it's just a fun time. Oh. It was just a fun time. Like he he finished this lady's uh, Chick Fil A sandwich before she threw it in the trash. <laughs> I'm like, really? <laughs> like, you gonna eat that? Like, so, like, yeah, like, that, was, it was, that whole NWA Legends camp was, like, a good time. Um, it was so many people there, like, so many people there. Like, uh, Cedric Alexander was there. I'm at that camp. Um, his wife, you know, uh, Dick Swole, she was there at that camp. Um, Damon Priest was there. PT, Riddle. Uh, I don't know if y'all know the Red Scorpion. He was there. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was just a lot of, it was, you know, it was a good, it was a good time. Um, it was a good time at that camp, but I was like, <laughs> That fight was like the wildest thing that happened um, at that uh, at that camp. That's like the, that's the only thing that I've ever experienced that was wild was RVD and that guy fighting as a riddle. <laughs> Yo, I, I actually have that. another story. Okay, I, have, I actually have, have another story. It's, it's just it's just it's funny to find out because I didn't know about this until after the fact. Um, but I was wrestling at this company um, in uh, Quaker Town, um, and uh, I was uh, wrestling. And I, you know, I, I've always been taught. You know, if somebody come from out of their seat and they come in your face. And they, you know what I mean, spit something on you or put their hands on you and allow them to do whatever you want to them, right? Mm-hmm. But I guess because, like, I'm such a, I'm such a man that, like, people think my character is the character. <coughs> So I uh, was at the show and I was coming out and um, this little kid, like 13, spit something at me, like like a piece of gum or something. So I pushed him real good or whatever, right? Pushed him real good, fell into his mom. Um, so I come, I wrestled a match, like I wrestled this whole match. And I come to the back and my tag team partner at the time was like sitting in the seat, like he was in detention. He was trying to get out early from good be- for good behavior. And he's like, yo man, is everything okay? And he's like, you have an issue. And this, uh, this tag team was named the Puerto Rican Mafia or whatever. And he's like, you got an issue with the Puerto Rican Mafia? So I'm like, I'm like, I for what or whatever. I'm like, maybe because I pushed this little boy or whatever. So I turn like to my right, and it's like the little boy, the owner of the company, and I guess his dad. I didn't know, but it was his dad, right? So, um, and the little boy pointed at, point at me. It was like a movie. Like he pointed at me, like it was him. So I go over there, and he's like, <laughs> he was like, did you push my son? And I'm like, yeah, I pushed him, but I didn't push him because I knew he was your son. So I never got a chance to say that he spit something at me. You know what I mean? So, um, every time he approached me, he was with the owner of the company so it's like i'm i'm not a dummy to the game i'm not going you know what i mean do anything stupid you know what i mean if it was time to do something stupid like no i'm not gonna do it in front of the owner you know what i mean so um he uh you know what i mean i apologize for my bad you know what i mean he was like okay like all was well or whatever right so we watched like the show goes on we watched the whole show so it was the main event and it was like it was at this uh mall actually and uh you know what i mean I, I just always been taught to watch my surroundings so i see the guy talking to his son during the main event Right, like he's talking to him in the back. So the show is over, and I'm just waiting there. I'm waiting for you know, what I mean, everything to be over. So the owner taps me. He's like, "Hey, man, listen." And he's like, "Still, he's still uh, not happy." So I'm like, "I'm confused because I'm like, I don't know what you want me to do now. Like, you accept my apology, and like, why would you accept my apology?" So like, he was like, "No, my, you know, what I mean, my, uh, you didn't shake my son's hand." And I'm like, "Well, I didn't know I had to. Like, and why, you, know, you why didn't you say that? I just shook his hand. I was like, "Well, where's your son at?" And he was like, "He's in the car." And I'm like, damn, like, yo, you just couldn't even speak English last time I met you when we wrestled. And then it was like, now you like speaking good words. And I'm like, that's just crazy. So I'm just like confused. And I'm like, I don't know what you want me to do. Right. So uh, it, just, it boiled down to me. was like, I'm going to go to every promoter and uh, be like, you're unprofessional and this. And I'm like, damn, that's cool. Because like, I'm a bigger star status than you ever will be. Now I'm like getting disrespectful because he's getting disrespectful. Right. So like, now I'm just like, yo, man, I'm, I'm not going to keep going back and forth or whatever with you. Right. So I'm like, I didn't even hurt. 
hurt this fucking kid, man. Like, you know what I mean? I pushed him. He's fucking 13. So he, like, approached me like he wanted to fight me or whatever. But long story short, I found out that he actually had a gun on him. That he, like, was going to try to shoot me. Like, and I was like, oh, damn, I was like, that wouldn't have worked. Like, he was too close to me. Like, he wouldn't have had no chance to, like, take the gun out. And, you know what I mean? So I just thought that was a funny story because he actually had a gun on him. And it's like, you know, women, I, I like I said, the kid didn't even fall. Like, he just fell back into his mom. But women can entice things in a different way, you know what I mean? <laughs> they want to. And I'm like, dang, like, let's get your dad beat up in here. But that was like, you know what I mean? It was just wild that, like, he actually had a gun on him. Don't throw popcorn at anybody. You might get upset, too. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I pushed him, you know what I'm saying? Like, I could see, like, what if I, like, was a, what if I was a dork who's, like, been bullied all my life, and it was like, oh, my God, this is my opportunity to make a badass, and I just, like, punched this kid in the face, like, ten times. Like, it would be a whole different story. It's like, yo, like, I pushed your 13-year-old son. Like, if, if it was my son, and he did that, I'm like, yeah, fuck you, yeah, you're right for pushing me. You, did, you shouldn't have did it, son. But that wasn't the case. It was just, you know what I mean? <laughs> but professional wrestling. It's crazy. It's a crazy world. You didn't know it was his son either. That's, that's all bullshit. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you said you got the big pit bull fan. Not the wrestler. Yeah, I got... Not the music. Uh, of the 305. Yeah, I'm, totally yeah, I've always had pit bulls. Yeah, I've always had pit bulls. You know what I mean? With my dad. Um, my dad used to fight pit bulls back in the day, so um, I don't do that. But I got, I had three. And uh, but I just, I just, I did. Last year I was at AEW. And then uh, I, was in, I was in Jacksonville. And then I went back to Florida to go to Key West on vacation. Mm-hmm. And then I came back and I had three pit bulls, but I came back to one of my pit bulls passed away. Like, well, Sorry. one of my dogs in here killed him, but ripped his whole throat out. So, oh, damn. damn. They're still, even if you love them, they're still animals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're still beasts. Oh, yeah. But, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, so, you know, it happens. They're, they're pit bulls at the end of the day. And then, you know, just being away from them, I mean, it was under a high stress situation. So, and like, you know, at, at the end of the day, dogs take out the weakest weight. And like, the, uh, the, my biggest dog, you know, he was the weakest weight. So it happens. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, well, and my girlfriend at the time too, like, you know, that was, it was really her dog. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we had got a puppy together and like, you know, the, it's just like humans, you know what I mean? Like if a guy is crazy over a girl, he'll do anything. And then like, that's what it was. The, like the, my dog Sheldon, the one that passed was like, it was her dog, but she got this puppy. We got this puppy and he's like, yo, I love you too. Like, you know what I mean? I'm tired of you giving him all the attention. That's literally what happened. But. God, yeah, your, your pit bulls would kill my dog because I got this little Yorkshire Terrier type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Barks oh at God, you, yeah. rips your toes off, and that's about it. So we're yeah, gonna... one of my dogs, he's, he's insane. He eats bugs and everything. Like, nothing that belongs in his house that doesn't live here doesn't can't be in the house. He's insane. I, I could walk in at like 1, 2 o'clock in the morning for me and at work. And I'm like, it's me. Shut up and go to bed. It's true. I was there for that one. I had to go to the bathroom. I'm like, ah, oh, look at this. Your dog don't like you. <laughs> so, so we're going to end with two more questions. And the okay. one is a game. So we always do the game. And, and Dave does okay. a voice. Not that game. That game. No, no. I was talking about the other game. You know, time to play the game. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're horrible. Okay. So this game is called Five Questions of Doom. And Dave does... Oh, oh, oh. yeah. How was that? Dude, that dude, okay, it's called Five Questions of Doom. Okay. Oh, Wait, do that again. Five Questions of Doom. Oh, that was fine. Wow. <laughs> you want to try it? You want to try it? Wait, wait you, you say it. Five Questions of Doom. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay, well, well, your turn. Five Questions of Doom. Ladies and gentlemen. It is now time for the five questions of doom. So the fi- oh, 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 this is so creepy. I love it. Oh. So the five questions of doom is non wrestling related. Out of nowhere, <laughs> you got to give that pause. You got to give. You got to be a worker, man. You got to give that pause, man. <laughs> Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. So- Question number one. Man, I'll, I'll creep down now, you know what I mean? That was, that was really good. That was that was no point right there. That was no point right there. Favorite thing to do on your free time? Uh, I love females. <laughs> That's my favorite thing to do. Uh, a lot of us do. Nothing do. wrong with that. <laughs> oh Question God. number two. Man, I am creeped out. I got goosebumps. <laughs> okay. Bugs Bunny or Mickey Mouse? Bugs Bunny all day. All day. Yeah. Bugs Bunny. I agree with you. 
Bugs Bunny ain't give a fuck, yo. Yo, Bugs Bunny ain't give a fuck about nobody but him and Carrot, man. Come on, Bugs man. Bunny on stage. Like, Bugs Nicky Bunny was Mouse the only man. Nicky Mouse is too soft for me. Get that old toodle shit out of here. Give me some Bugs Bunny, man. Bugs Bunny would dress up, shoot you in your face, and go right back in his hole. Right? Come on, man. <laughs> Oh, there's a fist bump right there. Question <laughs> number three. Man, that, that still freaks me out. My gosh, I'm like... Question number three. Okay, number three. Favorite word to say. Damn, favorite word to say. It gotta be fuck. <laughs> like, that's well, that's like the common <laughs> It has to be that. Yeah. Gotta be that. Like, I forget who we had on, but we asked that question. He's like, motherfucker? <laughs> yeah. See, motherfucker is like, I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't Like, like in my, my dad's side of the family throw bitch around a lot. Like, everything is a bitch. Like, a motherfucking bitch or a bitch. Like, it could be talking about an alcohol bottle or something. It's like, everything is bitch. Like, my, like my the word fuck is versatile, okay? Yeah. Like, yeah. like fuck, it can mean... Fuck, fuck, fuck. Like, you can mean, like, yo... He just passed away, and you're like, fuck. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like, I got fuck. Like, I did right. put that over there. <laughs> right. Like, like, yo, can I get a beer? <laughs> Fucking right. Yeah, right. Was it kitty fuck? Boo-boo. Boo-boo, kitty fuck. That's it. See? Kitty. That goes back to question one. What do you like to do? <laughs> <laughs> Why can't we be... Oh, okay. Ready for a number? Question number four. Worst concert you've been to? Worst, Worst concert. concert? All right, so I uh, I've did a lot of things in my earlier years of playing drums, and I've been on, blessed to be on stage with Diana Ross. Oh, that's awesome. But I was like, I was like nine. So my <laughs> worst concert for me to do anything because when I met her for the first time and I gave her a hug, uh, I got tangled in her hair. So that was like <laughs> a bad start. That was a bad start. <laughs> It was just that sound like, damn, like... It was just a web. Oh, my gosh. So, like, yeah. Oh, gosh, that's funny. I, 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 like, I, I, like, going to the future, uh, Ozzy came to Camden, my city, mm-hmm. and uh, he was so hammered. And it was, like, it was bad at first because it was like, yo, stop talking to this thing. Like, you're trash, bro, but... He was still singing like he knew what he was doing, but it was like, no, don't talk, no. What year was that? This was, uh, like, this was, uh, I want to say 2018 or 2019. Yeah, 2019. Because I saw him in 06 and he was fucked then too. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, yeah so. come on, man. Ozzy. I mean, I can say, I can say, uh, I can say, uh, Blink 182. Like, I'm a big fan of, you know what I mean, Travis Barker. And, um, um, so I, I, like, I didn't feel like Blink 182 was as good as videos or their video packages. Like, Travis Barker was Travis Barker. Um, but, uh, I don't think, uh, it was, um, as good as, uh, I've seen the videos. Yeah, our, our sound. But little, little Wayne, Little Wayne is what opened it. So, um, <sighs> I, I, I took that. You know what I mean? Little, little Tunchi hold it, held it down for me, so. <laughs> it was fifty-fifty. <laughs> yeah, I saw Ozzy in 06 and he forgot the words to bark at the moon. Oh man. Yeah. Like literally like uh he was he was trying to talk sometimes like one time where his guitar is uh Zach Wild? I think he had Slash with him and uh Slash he did like no, I wasn't Slash, I'm sorry, that was another concert I was at. <laughs> Whatever his guitar was like, <laughs> Yeah, his guitar is usually um, a guy named Zach Wild. Nah. Yeah, yeah, Zach Wild, that's who it was. He just started playing a solo and I don't know how the fuck he ended up in the middle of the audience, but he did. I don't know what the fuck he did, but he didn't walk there. And he ended up in the middle of the fucking audience and I was like, How the fuck did he get there? He just it, magically it's appeared. During the solo. Like I, he teleported. I swear to God he teleported. It's called magic. He did Apricotan. Poof. It's like watching WWE. It's like, how did Undertaker get there? He walked. Are you going to say the question? Number. You sound like a New Yorker who smoked too much. (laughs) Question number five. Alvin. That's what it sounded like. I don't do the quick. It's like, like, hey, man, can I get another smoke? (laughs) Okay, say. Question number five. <laughs> okay, Alvin, Simon, or Theodore? Dude, 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 What was the question? Alvin, Simon, or Theodore? Oh, Alvin. Alvin! Alvin! 
I had to. I, mean, I like I I like all of them though. Like I really like all of them. But Alvin Alvin is like you know what I mean. He, he's the one. The, he's the one. Yeah. But yeah. So, he, he was the Michael Jackson of the group. <laughs> if you watch if you watch the 1986 um, cartoon movie, it was kind of mm-hmm. kind of awesome because like they're getting these dolls, taking them, dropping them off places. Mm-hmm. It was fun. And the big, yeah. the big guys are picking up the other ones that has the diamonds. It's a good, fun, awesome Alvin and Chipmunks movie. And yeah, I, yeah I, I love Alvin and Chipmunks. I, I like the new movies just because I'm a, I'm a fan of, um, what's his name, Jason Lee. Yeah, and he was a like You, you yeah. know it got to be Alvin when the other motherfuckers is just the Chipmunks. <laughs> you know what I'm it's, like, it's Alvin and the chipmunks. Like, like this motherfucker ain't a chipmunk too. You know what, I'm no, like, they, what is Alvin? Just the backup it's singers. Like, yeah. Like, they had no league. They were just the backup singers. Like, nah. Nothing. Like Alvin and the chipmunks. Like, like they is brothers. Like, you know what I mean? Like, why do you can't say all their names? It's like the chipettes. It was so right. You know what I mean? Like the, what, the other band was. Well, it wasn't cartoon, but Tony, Tony, and Tony. You named all the brothers. Yeah. <laughs> Like, <laughs> All right, so I got one more for you. You just you just killed uh, Will over there, right? Well, that, that reminds me of uh, what was that movie? The the boy band movie with Andy what? Samberg and all that. Superstar. Super, no, uh, Superstar was the Super. movie with Molly Shannon. Oh, um, Popstar. Popstar, that's it. I know where it where he's like, I was in Tony, Tony, Tony once, but it was like Tony, 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 Tony. <laughs> no, it, it was funny. Great movie. Oh, that's the story that I was thinking of. The of a lovely story. lady. <laughs> no, the one that I couldn't remember. Billy. Yeah, Billy still remember the ECW arena story. Yeah, hey, like I'm a big ECW fan list, and yeah, and we're that would explain why we are the 2020 Wrestling yes, Podcast. We are named after. No. So one of the guys wanted to promote, like, didn't know how to promote. It's like, hey, just go over to this person and say, hey, Billy, how you doing? And like, um, the girl goes, excuse me, sir, do you know my brother? I'm like, no, his name is Billy. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so that's my Billy story. And ever since every time we go to the arena story, that same girl comes up and it's like, hey, you're the guy that screams at Billy, right? I'm like, yes, it is. Hello, how are you doing? So I'm the Billy guy. So do you have like a geek out moment from any of the person, any people you've worked with or been in the locker room with? I think, like, I know mine's meeting Dusty Rhodes. Uh, mine's Mike Keener when you never Yeah, fuck you. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, I think my, like, you know, like I said, I'm a big fan of uh D'Lo Brown so like my geek out moment was like I, w- I wasn't wrestling and D'Lo like when D'Lo Brown came I wasn't wrestling any factory shows at the time and uh he was wrestling this guy where like I can't name I, w- I can't name this guy who he was wrestling because just a uh, not a good guy to name anymore oh you um, can say create a character number 19 Point five. Yeah, created created character number three. Yeah. Um, so uh, he hit him with this spot or whatever, and D'Lo Brown like powdered out or whatever. Um, because D'Lo Brown had like cut this phenomenal promo how he was like happy to be back to the factory, but then it was like he was going to burn it down. So it was like, oh my god, like he really he really took me for a loop there. Like I really thought he was coming back to support the place. So created created number three came out. You know what I mean? And he's doing like this Brody Lee gimmick at the time. Okay. And uh, he like bit D-Lo out. And I was sitting at the announce table on the side with Ian Riccoboni. Okay. And uh, like he came out, he powdered back, and he walked past like the post. And then he walked back past. And then he like caught a glimpse of me. And he came back and pushed me. And I fell off the chair. But like instead of selling, selling off the chair, I was actually like smiling and happy that like D-Lo Brown interacted with me. And like mm-hmm. Ian leaped over to me and was like, hey man, tell, he just pushed you. And I'm like, oh yeah. Like I started selling it was so funny that was like my I geeked out right there because like I was like <laughs> D-Lo Brown <laughs> we met D-Lo at House of Hardcore yes and like, I, wanted, I wanted him to go with TNA the and all that he wasn't supposed to work, but he came out and did the bit because somebody didn't show up. Yeah. Okay. And it was oh, wow. really cool to sit there and talk to him. And then all of a sudden, I'm looking at him, and then all of a sudden, I see Hernandez, Homicide, and the 25 other people that are in LAX now hanging out mm-hmm. back there. I'm like, well, let me go say hi to Homie real quick. Hey, can I get a picture? Oh, that's it. That's another G-style moment I had, too. Um, I got a chance to wrestle Homicide and Bull James. Oh. Um, I was I was, uh, I was was a tag team champ with uh, this guy by the name of Travis James. In the division. Yeah, uh, we, no, we know yeah, Travis yeah. very well. Yeah, um, what's, and, his, uh, what's his name? That was huh? a great bit. Oh, um, no, no, we had we were up there for the trifecta on Saturday, and Travis Jacobs was there, and I purposefully forgot his name for the bit, oh, wow. so that he could do uh, his whole heel bit and everything. 
Oh, wow. And it yeah, worked. so we, we wrestled Homicide and Bull James for the belt. Um, we were the tag team champs at the time. And uh, I was so geeked out to wrestle Homicide that, like, this was, like, my biggest match to me because I was uh, such a fan of Homicide, right? So at the time, Bull James used to come out with this, like, long chain or whatever. And I was, like, so geeked out and happy that I was, like, you know, like, um, in this match. And, you know, just the whole aura of Homicide. Like, this is real. Like, I'm connected to this realism or whatever. And, like, Bull James is such a big guy. He was, like, giving me the Iggy that he was about to swing this chain or whatever, right? But I was so focused that I didn't want to fuck up in this match. That I was just looking at these motherfuckers like dead in their eyes, like it was a real fight, right? So Bull James, I was just so stuck in the moment. Bull James goes and swings this chain, and it like literally hits me across my head, like super hard, like like it scrapes my head, like you can hear it hit my skull, and I no sold it. And like I turned to Travis at the time, was like, damn, like I should have moved, right? But like I didn't care. We finished the match. I don't even know if I had a fucking concussion, but like I was so geeked out in the moment to wrestle Homicide and Bull James that I didn't see the Iggy. And I got like 30 pounds of chain to the skull. So, uh, what's your social media? Um, my social media, Instagram, Twitter is uh, Camden Royalty. Um, C A M D N R O Y A L T Y. Um, and then uh, everything is not named Royal Money. Everything is more iconic than Jesus. So. Um, everybody tries to type in royal money and can't find me, but I, uh, I don't know. I really stand on the more iconic than Jesus thing. So, everybody, everybody, it's so funny because like when people see it for the first time, they're like, oh my God, this guy actually has balls to put that. And I'm like, I don't even see it as balls. It was just like, you know, everybody tried to, you know, I don't know. I guess for me being a student of the game, you try to find a gimmick that nobody's doing. Yeah. And it's just like, everybody, everybody wants to be number one. Everybody wants to be the greatest. Yeah. And it's just like, how can I do something different? And it's like, man, I'll be more iconic than Jesus. And uh, it's just me being, you know what I mean, growing up in church and uh, not agreeing with a lot of things and just being around it all my life. And it's like, I really searched to see, like, yo, is anybody doing that? And like, nobody is doing uh, more iconic than Jesus. So it was like, hey, not everything has been done under the sun. I'm like, the first of my kind, I feel like. People say the same thing. Like, we want to be different. I hope we were different to you. Because um, every mm-hmm. everybody talks about podcasts. They're always the same thing. It's the same questions. I, I like to try to do something different and I hope we did. Yeah, we'd like to change it up. Yeah. No, I'm really, really enjoying myself, man. I'm having an awesome time. Like, we've been, we've been talking for like an hour and it hasn't even feel like it's been that long. Hour and 15. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm sorry, hour 23. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, he said, oh, look at that. That's a good job. It's the family vibe well, we give I, out. I actually got a cool right. ECW oh, yeah. story. Okay, Uh-oh. go ahead. Yeah, we'll, we'll finish off with that. So, so I, I've only, as, as a child, I've only been to two live events. And it was a WWE, and I got the chance to see uh, Shawn Michaels and Diesel in the old blue cage at the Veterans Stadium in Philly. And then Wait, at the my Veterans other live Stadium? Show, no, I think you yeah. the Spectrum. The Spectrum? It was the Veterans Stadium. They was it was an outdoor outside. show? Was it the, no, it wasn't Spectrum. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, it was okay, Spectrum. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it was the Spectrum. It was Spectrum. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot, yo. It was the spectrum, yeah. <laughs> the old blue, yeah, but the old blue cage, though. I got a chance to see that. And my second event was EC, uh, ECW event. And I was still a kid at this time, and I totally shouldn't have been at this show. <laughs> but uh, I, don't, I don't know if y'all familiar with, like, a lot of the things in Jersey, but it was this place called the Pinsock and Mark years yeah. ago. It's, like, oh, it's been torn down, yeah. so... I'm actually so bummer because I actually had uh, a signed copy of all the members of the Triple Threat with Candido and Bigelow and Francine. Wow! So I, I me and uh, me and my friends, we would just ride everywhere on our bikes. Where like we would go places that we wasn't supposed to go. Like, you know, we would shit in the bin. You know, I mean, our parents say no, we didn't care, we just get a beat. And so we rode to the Kentucky Mart, and um, it was super far, too, supposed to be riding. We was on the highway, like, like we could have died. Like, just everything was wrong, right? So we get there, and uh, like I got the autograph, I got to meet uh, the whole triple threat or whatever, and uh, they was raffling off tickets or whatever. So um, I've always been a kid. My grandpa always said, if you don't open your mouth, you won't know or whatever. So um, we was by the booth where they was people were getting the tickets because that's where we had came in at or whatever. And uh, they like this, they was driving on tickets and people was coming in and like it was these one set of tickets that they, nobody was coming for. So I asked the guy or whatever, and I was like, hey man, if nobody come for those tickets, can we have them? And he, I know he was gassing us like you know what I mean, like hey kid, if if nobody comes for these tickets. 
ticket, you can have them or whatever, right? So we're like praying, like, please, please, God, let's get these tickets, right? So luckily, nobody came to get these tickets, right? So the dude gave them to us or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, now we like, fuck, man, who are we going to convince the tickets to this show? Because we already knew what ECW was because it would come on Channel 48 and then we're like, just, we would always watch it. Like, three in so the you're, morning. You're talking it. Eastern Championship Wrestling. Yeah, no, but this was it was ECW at, at this point. Yeah, it's ECW. It was it was ECW at this point. Do you remember and, what um, show it was? I don't remember what show it was because I was so young. I was just happy to like we just as soon as we got the tickets, we was trying to figure out who who it was to get us there. So my my friend who I was I know like some of the matches, but uh so we finally get our fr- my friend's mom to take us there. So like the first match was just like blood and guts, and she was like one of those moms where like y'all asked to be here, so y'all gonna watch the whole show. But we was like, oh my god, yes, right? <laughs> so. <laughs> the biggest thing I just remember was like uh, um, I know it was like RVD like Justin Incredible like Balls Mahoney like everybody had chairs and Justin Incredible was the only one with the Kindle stick and like he literally like got murdered by <laughs> the chairs or whatever that's the funniest thing that I remember like I like what other match was it it was, it was just so much chaos yeah. at this show it was so much chaos and this was still like the old uh, this was before it was remodeled it was still the they had the Eagles nest up there and all that it was still at the old the old ECW arena where like everybody was crammed on top of each other yeah yeah I remember yeah. that yeah, I remember all that. Yeah, like, that was just a wild story where it's like I actually got some free tickets to an ECW show. And that, <laughs> that's the second live event that I've actually been to as a kid. That was awesome. Yeah. Oh, I agree. It was, so, it was like Tommy Dreamer, all, you know, Raven still there. Yeah. Um, it was really cool. It was really, really cool. Man. Yeah. Was, Man. I'm so mad I didn't keep I didn't like, you know, cherish the, the autographs at the time because I'm yeah. like, it would be have cool keepsake to still have, you know what I mean? Triple oh, yeah. threat. Yeah, I, I miss those days too. I, I wish I knew where um, the skip autograph went to. But yeah. It was like four of us, and the skip autograph said, Marry me, Sonny, and skip sign it. And we don't know what happened to yeah. it. Mm. Oh, but, uh, yeah, we had to end the show and all that, and it was great having you on. And oh, thank, thank you for coming on. Oh, my, yeah, thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, I, we are you are always welcome. Um, I always say this to everybody that comes on. When you're part of our podcast, you become part of the family. If you need, if you get stuck okay. in like Delco or um, Delaware or Jersey or something like that, and you need a ride or something, you can give a call to us. We'll come and help you. <laughs> That's yeah, how we are. We're trying to be family. You know what I mean? That's what hey, man, back at you, man. Back at you. Um, That's so, how I am too, man. I respect that. So, and he walks away. <laughs> he, took, he just walked away. I, like, we were supposed to end the show and like, uh, Yeah, but he, he says the last saying words after that too. And, okay, let's do it. Let's do it without him. Okay, let's hit the button. Okay, here okay, we go. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. And this has been the 2300 Wrestling Podcast. I'm Dave Keener alongside D.B. Richards. And we'll see you in the ring. And we had uh, Royal Money on. Ding. Thank you for coming on. And, oh, and we had Will here too and Quinn. And thank you. And have a good one. If you don't know who I am, it's because you suck at life. I'm Royal Money. I'm the realest thing in professional wrestling. And when you watch me, or if you have the opportunity to get in the ring with me, you better bring your A game because when you was watching it on the screen and your life sucked and you was getting stuck in the lockers and people were stealing your lunch money, that's going to be the same thing that's going to happen when you get in the ring with me. That same fear that you had then is going to be intensified because I'm a different animal. I'm not doing it because it's fun. I'm doing it because I want to because I got things to do. I got kids to feed and I got a life to live. And at the end of the day, the root to all evil is money and it's always going to be royal money. I thank you for your time. You are listening to the 20. 20- 300 Wrestling Podcast.